Good week. Still got to hit the high point. Yeah. Um, I did. Well, let's see. I think we left off with you flying to New York City. Going to college. To give um, a ring. A ring. Yeah. We just want to hit some yeah. couple of high points. So. Yeah. Well, I dissolved that one. Huh? We mutually dissolved that one. Right. Uh, now I'm in college. After, after, just after New York City, uh, were you on your way to college or something? No, no, I had a summer of doing that labor stuff. Yeah. I told you a story there about the blacks going to be here till they're 70 and then I leave at the end of summer. Mm -hmm. um, but in the meantime, I thought I was getting ready to go out for football, uh, not realizing that uh, the war is not the same as football. <laughs> it's and uh, a, a high point is, is uh, the doors are open for the school, college, for the first time since before the war. They had to close down because they were all-male school and they became an Air Force Rehab Center or something like that during the war. Uh, and I think I mentioned that I went to Springfield because not knowing anything about any college, I had heard it's the best school for the body in the world. And it is, it's the school that invented basketball and invented volleyball. That's why their Hall of Fames are there for those sports. So I went there and I go out for football with about 70 others. And, uh, Totally used to authority. <laughs> Never been pushed so hard in my life. No gulag could be like this. <laughs> in the town of Springfield, you could spot, in crowded town, you could spot somebody out for football a block away by the way they were going up the curbing. <laughs> I mean, we couldn't go up the steps and not go on. We were so sore, muscles. Okay. Well, anyhow, they worked out right off. I, I didn't do too well, but a highlight of my university years is that a year, a year or so later, and I wanted to play football, college football, even though I, in no way was I going to be a star or good, particularly good. Um, but my dream was to be a coach. Football coach, not a phys ed man, not a recreational man, but a football coach. And uh, so, to this day, I don't know how how it happened, but in my mailbox one day at the university was a letter from the uh, forgot what uh, provost, what you call head of Wilbraham Academy, the president. They call them different things. Uh, asking if I wouldn't come as assistant football coach and be a, a master there, live in the dorm, live in the dorm. Most of the teachers, including Merritt's, lived in in the student house. These were prep. This was a prep school for Yale, highly 
very rich, exclusive stuff, mm -hmm. 15 miles away in, in, the, in the hills. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, now to play or to coach. Well, I could already start to learn how to coach by coaching, you know. Mm -hmm. It's a major, major decision for me. And I made it. And so now I'm, I quit college football, my dream, and uh, became a master. All teachers had to sit at the head of a table bigger than this, a round table, with about 12 students for every meal, coat and tie. And you were it. Uh, now, I didn't have classroom activities. Uh, they knew that. They, I was going, I'd go to Springfield in the morning, to college in the morning. And at these prep schools, they were in mind and body. So by lunchtime, they had had about six hours of heavy-duty classes. And the rest of the afternoon, you had to be out for sports of all kinds. And um, I was their new assistant and head for and head track coach, assistant football head track. Uh, these are these are little tiny things, but this was a major thing for me. But I brought to that organization something that very few colleges were into, much less prep schools. Uh, I'd already had some training at Springfield which was avant-garde. Um, I knew what scouting was. Uh, I knew that if you scouted, you could have 14 points before the game started. Now, later on, the other team got their 14 too. So it's 14 to 14 when the game started. <laughs> you know what I mean? They scouted too. Who didn't do it? Eventually. Eventually. Yes, yeah. I brought, later on, I brought the Valparaiso in our conference, really, scouting that we had not known. Uh, and that's why we won so many games. So, uh, I did a, I went to Andover, Exeter, I went to all those very famous uh, prep schools scouting football games. And, uh, and, and brought some some real savvy to the operation. Um, now so I'm you not, went to spy. That's the spy, right? Well, it's scouting. Yeah. It's, yeah. It today it is. I mean, if you didn't do it today, it is. It is done uh, technically, and uh, today, I mean, uh, if if I'm going to play a team, they have to they have to send me all the movies of their games that I can spend hours and hours and hours and hours. We didn't have movies and I had to do, we had to do it uh, sitting in the stands and, and really being able to analyze and, and chart plays and defenses without the benefit of running movies backwards and forwards. Mm -hmm. and, um, but I introduced that and it was a real plus. But now I'm at Wilbraham out in the country. I'm a master. Um, still going to college. Yeah. Still going to college, and then I had to make sure I had to make sure the boys are not uh, cheating by studying in the bathroom after lights out. You got to get your studying done from six to nine or something like that, and you can't stay up 
cheat in the bathroom or something and study. You go to bed. Yeah. And, uh, and that's uh, when one other master in the same ballpark as I was, Jim Hogan, that's when we'd take off every night and go to the Howard Johnson's about four miles away. Uh, I became a fixture there. And that enters in later. <laughs> but a highlight, there are probably two or three things that stand out for the whole, this big stuff. You know, you, we all have millions of stories in college. Yeah. Uh, uh, upon, immediately, you got to remember, I'm 90 years old and 17 at one, one mm -hmm. body. Uh, and now, everybody had to, at this college, take a required two years of a required religion course. It, and the professor was the most popular man on campus. We opened, there were a hundred students in that class, the required general course or something. And we opened every class with the singing led by the professor of the alma mater. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Remember, I'm, I'm a mixed up kid. Oh. You're not 17 anymore either. No, no. But I'm, I'm 90 and 17. Yeah. Uh, I'm mixed up. Okay. You're about I, 24, 22, 25, 20. Uh, probably 23. I, I don't know. I don't know. Graduated 49. I went. Uh, 46 I started. I went year-round to college instantly. It took five years of normal procedure to get a bachelor's at Springfield because of the load. And I did it in three-something. Um, I didn't talk about uh, too much about my experience. I, I mentioned a little bit in theology and after Normandy, uh, that's another long story, but uh, my faith was uh, not grounded in studying the Bible or books, okay, at all. Uh, I, I just knew that from a certain experience onward, uh, I will be a Christian as long as those Bible verses that I memorized held up. If they didn't hold up, then I'm not a Christian, no problem. I could just say, with what I'd seen in the war, the castration of half the world, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, I could just say I'm not a Christian anymore. Uh, so from that moment on, Bible verses had to hold up. And if they did, fine. If they didn't, that's, then I have no problem. Um, now, in this religion course, it's the you event. basically, huh? It's the event. Normandy. And then I was in shock and working my way out, all kinds of stuff. In the religion course, the prof was a, a humanist, really. And I didn't even know what that word meant, okay? Uh, but in a sense, if somebody were to push me, I would, I would probably be a fundamentalist, you know, if they were to push me terms of war, literal words and Bible and so forth. At, at, at that time? You're at that about? time. Yeah. I didn't even know what I'm, 
what those words meant, fundamentalists and so forth. But he challenged my faith, uh, primarily through putting down memorized confirmation Bible verses. <laughs> you know, and then, uh, I, don't, I can't say I was offended, but I immediately went down to the public library and got not all this, but A.R. Kretzmann's four-volume commentary. He is a famous Lutheran theologian on the Bible. So, so that I'd come armed to the teeth on any... Any, any uh, relation to, to uh, O.P.? I think, yes. Um, <laughs> uh, I'd come armed to the teeth on whatever we're studying, you know, with... and. I, I wouldn't call him a fundamentalist, but he was a very traditional uh, Lutheran theologian. Okay, A.R. A.R. And that's the only kind that were in those days yeah. when he wrote that. Um, so I'd come on with the teeth, and so to a hundred students in class, he'd say something, and I'd hold up my hand and question, and. Um, about a month of this stuff, one day in class, to this mixed up young man, he says, Mr. Reiner, uh, as long as you believe the way, I can remember this as well, then, as long as you believe the way you do, you will never amount to anything. Uh, that really exciting in front of him. <laughs> and from that moment on, I had a problem. He was... Humanist and jolly and sung and everything else, but uh, would not take my beliefs. Would not take it. What, what kind of beliefs are these? This is a kind of fundamental? Uh, sort of. I hate to use that word, but uh, uh, there is a God. Uh, I, uh, I can easily say, I don't know whether it's six days or not six days creation, but then I would say it was a week's creation. You know, that's what the Bible said, you know. Uh, not really knowing what I'm saying. And he would, he would, his position would be that it's all a myth anyhow. It's a good myth. It's a good story. And uh, I'm coming at it as it's a little more meaningful than that. Not really knowing what I'm saying. But he was challenging everything, and I uh, would try like crazy to prepare myself. So, on every exam, about three a year, three a semester in the final, I now had a problem. I knew that if I answered these religious questions my way, I'd flunk. So I, every term paper, every test, I would double duty. This is the truth. I would say, here's what you want to hear. Here's what I want to say. Every question would be answered twice. Every term paper would be written twice. <laughs> and it infuriated him. But I did get a C instead of an F. I should have, I mean, anybody else would have given you an A for effort, you know. Uh -huh. uh, so actually, it's the only course other than 
than the physical stuff that I put our time into. So that was a highlight. And it had a lot to do with a lot of things. Then uh, another highlight, uh, the Wilmerham experience, and then, then now I'm beginning to worry in my senior year, where am I going to work? <laughs> Which doesn't stop to this day, I guess, <laughs> that kind of thought by seniors. This is the beginning of a senior year. Things were, for the first time, slowing down. Initially, uh, the people came back from the war and were juniors and seniors got, got jobs in a hurry. Now they were slowing down. Um, and there was a lot of scrambling. I stuck to my guns. I wanted to be a football coach. I did not want to be a phys ed teacher or anything I wanted. If I have to do that, fine, but that isn't what I'm doing, really doing. And so, I wrote uh, five major schools and five minor schools. My thinking was this. Uh, I, I didn't have a nickel to my name. I was on the GI Bill. I had nothing, nothing, no support from home. Uh, that um, I had a 1930 Chevy to make it to Wilbraham that was a rattle trap. Um, I wrote five major and five minor, and what I wanted was to be a graduate student um, and get my tuition paid for by being uh, anywhere down the line, an assistant football coach, scout, whatever. I wanted to be near football. I wanted to learn more about football, preferably in a major school. Uh, and in return, uh, uh, all I asked for is my tuition. Uh, they had to pay me. Uh, the University of Maryland uh, said yes. And I, I wrote, I never, I, I knew we had a Vatican called St. Louis, and I knew I was a Lutheran, I knew there was a Lutheran University. I had no idea what all that meant. But I wrote Valparaiso University because I was still a true blue Lutheran. And, uh, and they wrote back, I had sent a resume, and they wrote back um, that uh, we don't have a graduate school, but uh, would you be interested in, in uh, being uh, assistant football coach and uh, instructor in physical education? Well, I had something real going here. Uh, so I arranged for about two or three months later to, to, to come out there for interview and stuff. Now comes a major point. Of, um, in January, this was probably early January that all was culminating, a couple of weeks after that, I, as a matter of fact, I did have to postpone my visit because of what came about. Uh, Jim and I were in my 30 Chevy heading back to Wilbraham. 
excuse me, it wasn't January because we were, it's right before Christmas because we were singing Christmas carols in the car. Hmm. Um, weren't going fast at all. Uh, uh, a lady who eventually turned out to be a judge's wife uh, on this dark country road went through a stop sign and hit me broadside. Roll the car over on me, um, and uh, I was now in a coma for six days with a fractured skull, uh, er, hundreds of stitches, pretty bad. Mm -hmm. um, so I was transferred to Springfield, big the Springfield Big Hospital after I was overnighted in a nearby hospital. Uh, and uh, I'm trying to avoid all kinds of stories. Um, just just to get the big thing. Mm -hmm. uh, um, I was there, I think, close to two months. Uh, you got to remember, in all these affairs, I have no no, no father, and mother come and see me or anything. Yeah, you got no, no memory for it. I mean, other than your own, right? Of the accident itself, I don't have any memory. Yeah. But I mean, while I'm in the hospital, I have plenty of memory. Uh, no, no, I know. I just meant starting to make out after a while, but okay. <laughs> well, it's here. Uh, but no, my, but my mother and father. I had zero money. They lived in Florida. Uh, they had never made anything, including my mother, to make the high school. You know, my father was in Chicago graduation. And so here I'm on the deathbed. And uh, I got nobody. I'm by myself. My family turned out to be, on a daily basis, turned out to be the waitresses at Howard Johnson's. Hmm. I mean, we're talking about a 10-mile trip each day. Uh, they brought fruit baskets, that's what. Uh, really excited. Now, I'm saying this because it is a highlight in a way, but what really got to me, two months in the hospital, I'm a senior, and not a single prof came from the, nobody from the university came to see me. Really, it really pissed me, okay? Uh, now I'm racked up. I got all kinds of problems. I'm gonna, I can't, they're not gonna let me graduate because I didn't, can't finish all the courses right. So I gotta go to summer school. I gotta get to Valpo to even have the interview. I got no more wheels of any kind. Um, and, um, Jumping way ahead, I finally had to take a train to Michigan City and didn't realize they had no bus buses between Michigan City and Valpo until I got to Michigan City. So with both arms in a cast and a sling, I hitchhike to Valpo for a job in the prop. It's <laughs> <laughs> the truth. And I took I took one arm out of the sling when I got there and they looked all right. Uh, so I could look halfway decent. 
um, and I got the job. But um, I couldn't get out of the hospital when the time came when I finally was told I could go because uh, I owed a hell of a lot of money. There was no, I had no insurance. And uh, uh, this was a nursing training. Swinging doors was to another building where all these nurses lived. And I had something really going with the training. <laughs> so, so I just told the hospital administration, well, if you won't let me go, I'll stay here. <laughs> and, so, and they finally negotiated and let me go, saying that I owed all this money. Um, and uh, then came time for the court trial. I have a lawyer. They didn't have public defenders even. And I got this old guy in Wilbraham who was absolutely nothing. We had a witness. There was a slope, and the witness saw this car go through the stop the time. We had a witness. He didn't even use him, use her. Um, and I was going slow as could be. But anyhow, we were both charged with negligence at an intersection. And the judges, this is a judge's wife. There's no way she's not going to get off, you know. And so she got off, and I lost my license for a year, so I had to drive without a license all the time. Uh, so that was, then I had to go to summer school, but it's, I didn't count on. As the day I, about three days before I left the hospital, Never forget this, and I'm ashamed that I can't think right now of the name because I've carried that name all these years. An old couple, I didn't know from Adam, but we're talking about folks who had lived in the Wilbraham since 1700. Literally, their house was built in 1700, you know. You know the type of New England. Mm -hmm. uh, they came to me, they had this Dodge. They're getting a new car. And they wanted me, they heard about my accident. They knew I was a master at Wilbraham. They wanted me to have this car here. The keys will be tanked up when you're ready to go. But had I not had that car, I never would have made it to Valpole uh, the time came. <laughs> gave, they gave you a car? Gave me a car. Why? How did you know? I didn't know. I didn't know. And and you got to remember, I can't carry on my schooling and my work without a car. I've got nothing. Oh, the hospital of fortune. i got nothing. And Is this the, something they did for because they're associated with Wilbraham? Oh, they're Wilbraham. They are Wilbraham. I mean, and Wilbraham Academy is the only enterprise in the village. And they heard that uh, a teacher at Wilbraham was, had his car totaled and the hospital two months and, and so they decided to get a new car which normally they probably wouldn't have it's well kept and old but well kept good shape and not only that subsequently i got i got year subscriptions for about 10 years to reader's digest from <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh, I got the names at home. 
No, they're dead now, I'm sure. But um, those were highlights. I mean, a million stories that, as I repeat, that all of us have in college. I think those, and the other thing I mentioned that I, I just didn't study at all. I mentioned last time how we, me and my buddy passed tests. Yeah. Um, but I was, I was a zero. I wasn't much of anything. Uh, I did go with that nurse for, until I left Springfield. What was her name? Can't even remember. Yeah. I remember I remember Domingo Valedo though, who's who when we were made the invasion in Tarragona uh, had to had to find shelter in the village, fishing village because our ship took off from a kamikaze attack and we didn't see it again for three weeks. Domingo, Domingo Valedo was the former dental assistant before the war who was in this big family and took care of me. I can remember her name so well. It's interesting. Domingo Valedo. Um, now, any other point on, on, on um, heavy, on um, the other stuff? You want to bounce around? I don't know. We, I mean, chronologically, we got off. We got. We got uh, Chicago and everything else to go through. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you want to finish that up, or you want to go back to some other stuff? Makes some difference. I want. What I want to do is get the chronology out there if we can. Maybe. Finish that out, and then I can make some. You know, yeah, these are just these are just. Then what I was going to do is kind of do myself an outline. Yeah, these are just book titles in a way where I'm throwing on them. Valpo, Valpo, you interviewed and you ended up here. Is there any a great big thing uh, would be uh, um, uh we had uh, we had we had a heck of a football conference, Indiana Collegiate Conference. Uh, uh, Butler, Evansville, Indiana State, Ball State, DePaul, Wabash, and so forth. But uh, there's a, nothing like it since. Uh, but uh, so I was I was uh, at double duty. Right away, I was uh, assistant coach and head freshman coach. The freshman, the first year, right away had had uh, had a schedule, and uh, we'd play on off days, not on Saturdays. As a matter of fact, a very important guy just died from that team, Harry Parsegian, who was, who might know him, uh, was for about the last 20 years mayor of Waukegan. Huh. 
just died. Uh, a Serbian offensive end. But we put together a freshman team that was that had upset a team that should have beaten us by 100 points, Western Michigan and stuff like that. We had an undefeated season. Meanwhile, I was also assistant coach in the varsity. And uh, that nucleus is what took us now for the next four, five, six years to the winningest football team in the United States and the highest scoring team in the United States. And I became co-coach because after two years of this, because I had a chance to go several places. And, and uh, the head coach, Emery Bauer, was a good man, very much of a very old school, good recruiter in his way in that time. Uh, but modern football was offensively and defensively was not as cup of tea. And uh, I spent, I introduced studying football films. I, I worked a hundred hours a week. Uh, if it hadn't been for Lloyd, we wouldn't have any kids making it, I'll tell you. Uh, and, and, and when these offers came, I I didn't particularly want to leave out Boeing though I was getting practically no money. Uh, but they were good offers. And and um, I didn't want fame and fortune, but it seemed ridiculous that I was doing all the offensive and defensive planning. I was carrying forth ninety percent of all chalk talks for the ball players and I'm an assistant coach. Uh, I was the coach. I didn't want to be the coach, but I didn't want to be an associate coach. I wanted, if I'm going to stay, I want to be called co-coach, something unheard of in the ranks, unheard of. But that's the best I can suggest at that time. I, I wanted reality with the players, not with the public. Nobody's ever even understood that, because if you were to go to the gym today, you'd see big pictures, and you'll see Emory Bowers coaching record, you won't see Walt Reiner's coaching record, so nobody even bought the idea, except the players understood it. Okay, you with me a little bit? I was co-coach. I did the coach. I set up all practices. I Offense, defense, lying awake at night, studying films, everything else. Nobody else did any of this stuff. I, I talked, I ran the training room. I was the first physical therapist. Uh, Bill Bueller, who just about to retire after 45 years or something with the Los Angeles Dodgers, was a student of mine that I introduced into the training room. He's now 40 years the trainer of the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, with students and myself, I'd tape a whole ball team's ankles rush out on the field. I'd long prepared the dittos for the practice schedule. Uh, rush out in the field and coach. You know. Before a game, I'd be in the locker room for two hours taping, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Worked my butt off. Just one little highlight here. I was 
you have to know history, but physical therapy was a no-no by the AMA and doctors and hospitals. I started in the sometime in the early 50s under Art Melasto. I started and opened the first physical therapy department at Fordham Memorial Hospital hmm. and ran it on the, in my spare time. And I also taught 20-something hours of crazy phys ed courses, which I didn't care for at all. Now we argue if we teach nine. 20 hours? At least 20 hours of phys ed courses, in addition to being co-football coach, head wrestling, and head track coach. They're getting no money. Oh, and dorm director. The president couldn't pay me anymore. He couldn't raise me much when these offers came, but he says, how about being dorm director? A dorm director today has full-time job and salaried meals. <laughs> All I got was a place to live. <laughs> uh, which was big, you know, for me, for us. Um, so the football experience was probably could be highlighted by Paul Meadows. Basketball since 1945 has been king on campus. 45, we were the world's tallest team and one of the number one or number two in the country. We had tall Lutherans who couldn't go in the army, and hence we had a big team. Too tall for the army. The draft. Um, and we were nothing since then in basketball, but all emphasis always went to basketball, scholarships, everything. Paul Meadows, and when a, a basketball coach would come in, he would be king, department, budgets, and everything. Paul Meadows and facilities was basketball coach for four or five years, very good one. He wrote me a letter when he became vice president of Mankato State or something in Minnesota somewhere. He became vice president of a college. He wrote me a letter, which I, I still have, and I really appreciated it. I was tooting my horn in a way, but I don't mean it that way. Uh, a long letter in which, you gotta remember, Football and basketball were always at odds with each other. Mm -hmm. You couldn't touch their ball players or their facility. If it's pouring down rain and you're in football season, you couldn't go in the gym and mess up basketball practice. <laughs> stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Big stuff. Um, he, he wrote me a letter and said that how much he had admired me. Very nice ways. Uh, it's out of nowhere. Uh, he saw everything I did and what I've accomplished in football and in the sport and with the players and everything and, uh, and never asking for recognition. And, and somehow none of that really hit him and he really wanted to write me about it. Hmm. And, uh, I might add that about four years later he dropped out of a heart attack, but uh, it's a very fine letter to receive. It's the kind you don't show to people. 
more that you appreciate. Uh, because not not looking for public recognition by showing a letter that I'm not looking for public recognition is, is contradictory. Yeah, but that's... Uh, uh, no, but it's interesting that somebody who's the head of the, the big sport on campus notices what is going on. And, and, you know, that's kind of the style... I mean, that goes through a, long, a, a lot of your life, it seems to me, not receiving the recognition. And, and I understand that real well. Yeah. Um, from, you know, similar kinds of experiences where if you want to get the job done, you do it. And if you want to have a say in something, if you work longer than they do, you'll be the one who has the say. You may not get the credit. You may not be up there if it but you get the job. Yeah, I'm sort of proud of that in a way. Uh, there are several awards I've received um, during that period. For example, the National Lutheran Human Relations uh, Mind of Christ Award. I mean, this went to Martin Luther King, I think, once, you know, um, in the early days or something like that. It went to some pretty big folks. The National Lutheran Human Relations what? Association. Uh Mind of Christ Award? Mind of Christ Award. This is one example. I have several of these. Mm. In every case, it's very interesting I, on what you just said. I I didn't win it. The thing that I was that I had created and directed won it. The Prince of Peace Volunteer Corps won it. Mm. And to, of course, I had to get up and get the plaques and say a couple words. But... Uh, I had several of these. The Youth Leadership Training Program won an award. I didn't win it. Uh, what we were trying to do won it. Now I should, I'm proud of that. But it's normally, I mean, I'm for example, in all those cases, I'm the only one, the only time an a project or program won an award instead of a person. Uh, and uh, for some reason, these. Outfits can't bring it to give them wall a, a plaque. <laughs> Which is fine. <laughs> but it's interesting, you know? Um, but that, in a sense, it was Paul Meadows, uh, what he's saying in his letter. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But uh, so football had lots of stuff, lots and lots of stuff. It was, it was my life. I, I mean, I spent unbelievable hours on it, and we had a winner. But I'd already said when I met Lloyd, who was the last of us running out of sorority girls to date. When I said, sorry. Um, did, did, did you date as many... Girls as Lois tried to date men? At least. <laughs> I liked girls. And uh, as a matter of fact, if it hadn't been for the Korean War, I probably would have been fired by the athletic director uh, because I played with too many students. He was Reverend Carl Hendricks. Okay, still alive. Carl was... The grand, one of the granddaddies of this university. 
He and I didn't hit it too well, and yet all to his dying day, we hit it well. It was the strangest thing you ever saw. He was athletic director. He had no right being athletic director. Uh, two days before spring practice, he says, we're going to set the pace in the conference, and we're not going to have spring practice. We're going to have academics instead. And I said, there ain't no way you're going to have it this way. And I'm talking to my boss. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I said, I quit. But she did that. And, and uh, we had real tension, real tension. Um, and uh, But he always respected me somehow or another. Uh, but what was I going to say? Uh, Lloyd, something about Lloyd. You, 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 she was the last of the, the oh. students that you hadn't dated. Well, I shouldn't say this, but I mean, all fraternities loved me as a chaperone, because we had to have chaperones. And there was no parties in, no parties at all in fraternity houses, because dancing was forbidden, beer was forbidden, everything was forbidden. This was, this was a different time, okay? Mm-hmm. And so you go off, you go off campus somewhere and rent a place and have a, a real party. And for all the formals, I was always, every one of them, I was chaperone. But in most every case, by intermission, I was pretty looped and having a ball. <laughs> really having a ball. Matter of fact, one of them I can remember they threw pennies at me dancing with this girl on the floor. <laughs> oh, so uh, oh, I got a lot of stories on those pennies. I was about to be canned because of that. <laughs> oh, but it, in this town, in this town, you either were a student or married and had kids in the family. I had no other 